Hello and welcome to this episode of the Social Buzz Chat Podcast. In this week's episode, I talk to Laurier Nickasolder about social media privacy and your online persona. This conversation takes place earlier this year, exactly 12 hours after the culmination of WrestleMania 32. Enjoy the podcast. If you like it, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and also to share the podcast on Twitter with the hashtag SMBuzzChat. Welcome to this uh, post-WrestleMania edition of Social Buzz Chat on YouTube. As you can tell, my, uh, my voice will be fluctuating quite a lot during this episode, and that's down to shouting quite wildly at a group of men wrestling on screen in Dallas, Texas. Well done, me. Um, this week we're joined by Laurier. Can you say your full name properly? Because I don't want to get it wrong. Absolutely. Uh, Laurier Nickus Alder. But oh. you can call me Lo, because that's... So many fewer syllables. Thank you for saying that, because I was going to be quite concerned about trying to saying it like for the whole episode. It'd be like blah, 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 blah. Two letters versus many, yeah. So, Lo, we took part in the tweet chat, which you'll be able to find uh, on the drone website. We archive everything, so you can go back and search for SM Buzz Chat and that low life, which is... That's my Twitter handle, handle. yep. So you'll be able to like find a bit more of a backstory in some of the things we're talking about. But first of all, quick question. How did you get into this industry where did you start well my story begins and oh origin stories <laughs> yes i like this no so um when i was a little girl i said to my parents when no, they said what do you want to be when you grow up and i, I said i don't think you did no i definitely didn't no, um social so wasn't a thing no one knew what it was it wasn't it didn't exist in 1985. It's probably just classified adverts <laughs> in the back of a newspaper <laughs> yeah, which they really didn't want their daughter to get into um so <laughs> i you know, I just stumbled into it the way a lot of people do. I found myself in an interesting situation. I studied in the States, mm-hmm. uh, got a degree in, in media and communication uh, with a, a double major in graphic design. So I had kind of these disparate skills of wanting okay, to talk yeah, to yeah. people and communicating and um, many ways to do it. But uh, then decided to go to grad school and came to London for that and studied at Goldsmiths. And then afterwards, the economic crisis happened. Um, which was interesting because I had two degrees and no experience, um, except for being a general great communicator, um, but that's not enough for a CV. No, so it's not enough for a CV. It's enough for a Twitter account, which is the way that you can build yourself online. Yep, so I got one of those. Oh, right. uh, and and I, it's strange because it was such a limiting situation, but it actually ended up broadening my opportunity because I just thought about what I wanted to do. What you want to do, how creative you can be on it as well, and how you want to show yourself. Exactly. So I ended up looking for opportunities, and it was investment into those opportunities of interning. And so I said, what do I want to do so much that I want to do it for free? And the internet was what I wanted to do. So I kind of fell into it that way. We might film a bit afterwards about the free intern stuff because it's something that I want to talk about as well. So that'll be part of like SM vs Extra. Might happen. Sam? No. No, his face is. No, it won't happen. We'll talk about it in a different show. It's fine. Super real? No. What? (laughs) Anyway, you you mentioned um, setting up a Twitter account. Mm. Um, And one of the questions that we passed around this evening on the Buzz Chat, which is, as you may know, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. GMT or 2 p.m. EST. Yes is do you consider your public social social persona before applying for a job? And like, my public social persona is a pretty ridiculous. My, my Twitter handle is Bacon Chin. I 
I, I do tweet about social media and stuff, but I keep my brand very consistent. What I am here and what you see everywhere is what you get, like it's hot dogs, cats, etc. But like, you, do you consider, did you consider your social persona before applying for a job? And have you been in the industry so long? What are your thoughts on people now trying to get into it? Right, so personally, I did a cull on oh. the internet of my social presence and what was out there uh, in 2006 or seven when I was applying to grad school. I had to think about what other people might see when they Googled me and realized that I wanted to make some of that go away. Not because it was at all controversial, but you know, being a 18 year old on the internet and kind of showing pictures of your friends and going out, it wasn't the professional person I wanted to then become. Yeah, so exactly. I had to I had to change things up a bit, and it's it's not about limiting who you are. It's just about um, I guess, and the least awful kind of jerky way, curating your own content to make sure you're putting your best foot forward, depending on what that is. You're showing the best you for the circumstance and the situation that you want to be. Be the best internet you you can be. That's yeah. a good point. What's your internet you? Um. So. I mean, I can count the number of times I've sworn on public profiles. It doesn't mean that I'm not uh, myself and I'm not, you mm. know. I, I think of it as if a prospective employer is going to be looking at it, especially when I was applying for jobs or, or now when I work with my clients. I don't think they really want to go onto my profile and I'm dropping F-bombs left and right. It's not really in my nature to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, <laughs> we've all got our own personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best compliment I've ever had for how I, how I act on social media, so I'll take that and I will, as you've said, embroider it and put it on a cushion. Yeah, it belongs on a pillow. Oh man, I'd have, I'd have so many social, social quotes on a pillow, I'd just be like the stupidest pillow for of all goddamn time, nearly swore, not going to be on brand. But um, okay, so we've spoken about social personas online and the amount of oversharing that people do. It's like, hey, here's a picture of a cake, here's a picture of a burger, here's a picture of somebody I've just matched with on Tinder. In, in many ways, this can all come back to haunt you, like we said, professionally as yeah. well. So personally, like, like, are we sharing too much publicly? And we'll get into the private mm. part of this question yeah. a bit, but do you, like, do you think we are? Do you think the general civilization today is sharing too much? Uh, they're sharing a lot. I mean, we're at a content overload situation. I mean, and I know this is the, the naughty word. I know you're not a big fan of it, but millennials. Here's, here's a stat, a stat from that I read in the drum. <laughs> okay, yeah, we love that word. Uh, <laughs> um, that I think it was a Deloitte study that said, you know, 66% of millennials would be as comfortable hanging out with their friends on social as they would actually in real life. So they don't really care about going out with people anymore. No, so this is replacing their, well, not replacing, but for two thirds of people, just as good as their day-to-day -day interactions in the pub. So it, yes, they are sharing too much online. But uh, we're considered as millennials. Yeah, we're old millennials. We're yeah, the we're, older. We're retro millennials. We're retro millennials. That's a lovely way of putting it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we talk about the public part of it. So we are sharing too much. But like with everything going on with the FBI case recently against Apple, mm. like this public mentality, we're sharing too much. But also is this mentality, do you think, is it coming private as well? So we're sharing so much to the outside world. So here's a Facebook picture of me and my bae, or oh, that word, and, um, and loads of other things. But does it, is this affecting what we save in general and what we presume 
personal that you're sharing on a one one to one basis. Well, we used to have photo box uh, shoe boxes full of Polaroids, you know, of like friends and family and things like that, and and photo albums that were actual physical photo albums. Yeah. I mean, and there was only so many of those you could have. Now you can have infinite photo boxes. Photo boxes that don't take up room under your bed. You know, the amount of stuff that people can. At the, we're at content overload. People can, for private reasons or public social reasons, keep as much stuff as they want. So in cases like um, Apple and FBI, and um, it's interesting because mm. how much do people keep that they probably wouldn't have 20 years ago yeah. or that they, they're essentially implicating themselves in from a legal standpoint. Um, obviously, in situations like that, it is so far down a line of, I mean, we're dealing with terrorism and, and bigger security issues than perhaps your Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, so. I find it really interesting, um, just in general, because only this week, here we go, I've got to put a timestamp on this, um, two guys were put away because they did selfies after they robbed from gambling machines in pubs here in the UK. So is that that mentality is just like I'd normally take a selfie in this situation oh I'm robbing something let's exactly. take a selfie the it's it's it's, it's the amount of people that um, post on Facebook that they've just you know that they have they got away from the cops this happened in yeah. my hometown or the next town over that someone ran away from the cops and said ha 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 effing pigs you know and he had a public profile yeah so exactly the police were like oh so it was you great, we're going to arrest you, and he's in jail now. Yeah, I did some research on this for the first time ever about like sharing too much. And a really interesting one that I found, or well, two actually, I'll give you two, <laughs> is um, at the time in 2012, HP's Scott McClellan, who was their VP, uh, mentioned accidentally on LinkedIn details about new cloud computing thing that they hadn't announced anywhere, hence telling all of their rivals that it was happening. And also, um, debt collectors use people called skip skip tracers who basically they find you online and they try and track you there was this this thing just before we finish it off there was this thing ages ago um called steal my stuff it might have actually become called steal my shit can't remember and um it was when foursquare just got invented so when people were like checking yeah. in on foursquare um, somebody wrote a bit of code that was like this is their home address, where they're always checking in, this is their out. I can now go to their house and take their things. We are, we're sharing too much. We really Definitely. are. And we're perhaps not even realizing the implications of that. That's the problem. There's people, we're not thinking, I've checked into home, and then I've checked into Pizza Hut down the road. They know I'm not home. Yeah. And three weeks ago, they shared the brand new telly they bought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's exactly it. Like, people are oversharing, and it's scary. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to turn to the one camera there and just point at it and say your, your Twitter details down it, where you work and how people can get in touch with you. Sure. It's not about privacy, this conversation, no, but no, no. tell everything down the camera, it's fine. <laughs> just gonna chuck that over there. Um, so you can find me at, uh, at That Low Life on Twitter. Um, my name's Laurie Nickasalder, um, or again, you can call me Low. It's been great chatting and uh, I work for TMW Unlimited, which is a customer engagement agency based in Soho. There you go. That's everything you need to know about Low. I'm Adam Libanati Roach, uh, Bacon Chin on Twitter. You can find me there. Um, I won't tell you why I'm called that. And I also won't tell you where certain videos are of me on YouTube, which we're talking about yeah, I'm gonna in the pub. It's completely, yeah. there's only a few people know. One of them's behind the camera because he saw it in a presentation and he's smirking right now. So that's awkward. Um, 
Thank you for joining us here on YouTube. Remember to go back through the playlist and look at the ones with, uh, so far we've got James Watley, Neil Gorton, and like in the next few weeks we've got even more. So remember to like, comment below with your thoughts on privacy, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and is that it? Yeah, that's about it. Um, I feel good about this. You feel good about this? It's, it's all right. High five. Like that. Yeah. And then there. Okay. And then there. Mm -hmm. And then we're done. Easy. And then we're out, I think. <laughs> I think it's just peace and we're done. <laughs>